Welcome to the Siva Poultry Sounds podcast. In this podcast series, Siva brings you the latest technical information about disease prevention, control, and management, and provides insight from poultry industry experts. Tune in to follow our content and be a poultry specialist. Good morning, poultry industry colleagues. We are going to talk today and discuss a little bit with Christophe Casabon, our poultry scientific director. How are you today? Fine. How are you, Marco? Good, good, good. So, uh, we are going to discuss about uh, Bumbor vaccines. And to start, we know that in the market, we have several different vaccines, since vaccines used on the farm, applied directly on the drinking, drinking water. And we have vaccines applied as well in the hatcheries with different technology. Okay. First, can you explain us the difference between the vaccines? Sure. So, indeed, you've got on the, on the market different types of, uh, of technologies. I will perhaps not talk about the, the killed vaccines, which are uh, usually restricted to, to breeders before the onset of production. Uh, let's focus on the uh, live vaccines. And uh, historically, uh, we, we used to have conventional live vaccines that are used in the farm by drinking water application. These live vaccines are experiencing a couple of uh, shortcomings. Since, as I mentioned before, they need to be applied by drinking water, which means that the uh, water quality is of critical importance, of course. The technicity of the people who are administering the, the vaccine is also of uh, utmost importance. And last but not least, the timing of vaccine application is also critical. So as a result, there was a need to uh, think differently. And that's why uh, we, we've got on, on the market for some, some years now, the uh, presence of vaccines that are applied right in the hatchery, either by Innova routes or so at transfer or at, uh, at hatch by subcutaneous routes. So it's much easier to be applied because it's in the hatchery with a restricted uh, uh, staff and high quality equipment to ensure a consistent application. On the other hand, we still face the uh, presence of maternally derived antibodies. So that's why there was a need to find some, uh, some new technologies to be able to bypass these maternally derived antibodies. And there are basically two main technologies to do so. The uh, Marek technology using the uh, HVT virus as a vector of uh, a specific gene of gumborovirus or the immune complex technology. Okay, Christophe. And as is known, several works and strongly believe in the immune complex, as you explained some reasons before to us. Can you explain us in a nutshell how the immune complex works? How, uh, what happens when it's applied in the chick? You have to understand that an immune complex actually is made of a uh, smart mixture, smart combination of a live vaccine virus and specific antibodies that are uh, bound to it. This mixture is, uh, is injected into uh, chickens or chicks or, or embryos. Right after application, there will be a slow, I would say a progressive release of the, of the virus from the antibodies. And this is where I would say the, the recipe plays a role since this release of, of antibodies will uh, 
occur uh, in, in the same time together with the uh, decay of uh, maternity-derived antibodies that are present in that specific chick. So, to summarize, if we are dealing with a, a chick or a batch of chicks with a quite high level of uh, maternal antibodies at, at hatch, these uh, antibodies will, uh, need, will, will, will induce the, the vaccine to, to wait a little bit until it's able to be uh, totally released. On the opposite, if we are dealing with a batch of, of chicks with rather medium to low amount of residual antibodies, then the, the uh, virus will be released earlier, so the immunization process will occur earlier. So is it important to have the live boom ball of virus on it in the vaccine? Yes, it's very important to keep this asset of getting a full, a whole life vaccine virus into, into the vaccine uh, combination as an immune complex. Since upon release, this uh, vaccine strain will be able to quickly reach the, the bursa, its target organ, to replicate there. And thanks to a kind of competitive exclusion mechanism, be able to block this bursa against uh, infection by any type of, uh, of uh, field strain. Christophe, can we go a little bit deeper in this interaction between the vaccine strain and the maternal antibodies, the MDA? Upon administration, the uh, virus and antibodies will be located basically in some uh, specific cells that are ant antigen-presenting cells near to the, to the spleen and to the bursa forbitious. And from that standpoint, these cells are called follicular dendritic cells. And from that place, there will be a progressive release of the antibodies of the complex. As long as there is still a high amount of antibodies in the circulating bloodstream of this, of this chick, there will be a constant association and dissociation cycle, if I may, of the immune complex. And once the amount of residual antibodies is getting lower and lower, as it happens anyway during the, the grow out of a, of a chick, during its first uh, weeks of, of life, then there will be less and less Im immune complex formation. In other words, there will be more and more free virus to escape from these cells and to reach the, uh, the bursa. So you've got a really smart uh, um, adjustment of the pace of release of the vaccine virus from the immune complex according to the amount of uh, maternal antibodies of that specific chick. So that's why immune complex technology is particularly suitable to any kind of situation. I mean, chicks derived from uh, uh, young breeders, so with theoretically a high amount of maternally derived antibodies, or to the opposite, chicks from older breeders having less maternally derived antibodies transfer, or even to uh, chicks derived from different uh, parent stock flocks, so that they will be provided with very heterogeneous levels of maternity derived antibodies. So you've got a kind of custom-made adjustment of this release of the, of the vaccine according to the initial uh, status in maternity derived antibodies. Okay, so we can understand that even if the maternal antibodies is extremely important for the first protection, the immune complex vaccines can adapt to the level 
of the different different levels according to the cheek and this way protect all the flock right absolutely so going more a little bit uh, on the field and understanding the what we have available to use siva uh, has two products one that's transmoon to to be used on broilers and broiler breeders and you have nova moon to be used on layers and slow growing birds right uh, can you explain us why have these two products? In fact, we are talking about two completely different birds. You've got the so-called fast-growing birds, basically the meat-type birds, so the commercial broilers, broiler breeders, and these type of chickens are experiencing a quite fast metabolization of maternity-derived antibodies. So that's why Transmune was specifically developed to be adjusted to this type of, of chicken. So broilers and broiler breeders. The so-called slow growth broilers or egg type birds, namely commercial layers and layer breeders, uh, are experiencing a much slower decrease of maternity-derived antibodies, and they are also genetically much more susceptible to the, to the disease and to the inflammation process that is generated by the, by the disease. As a result, uh, it's easily understandable that we had to develop a second, very specific immune complex product that is adapted to this type of, of chickens. So, with a different formulation of, of uh, immune complex and also with a different virus strain, which is more adapted to these slow growth chickens. So that's why we've got these two different products to be uh, uh, used in two different types of chickens. So, and of course, in the poultry house, there is a virus population in the litter and the birds are be in contact with it. If the bird is vaccinated with an immune complex and uh, these birds are going to be protected against this virus population or going to be infected by it? That's one of the critical questions indeed. Uh, we have to keep in mind first that Cumbro virus is an extremely resistant virus. It's extremely difficult to kill by the detergents and the disinfectants and ultimately it's nearly impossible to eradicate Gumboro disease and to, to kill uh, totally this Gumboro disease virus. So the virus will be present in the farm anyway, regardless your biosecurity, your cleaning and disinfection efforts that are still needed, of course, but you will still have some presence of uh, virus in the field. So there will be a kind of race, a kind of, of competition, if I may, between the field virus and the vaccine virus to be the first one to infect the chicken. That's why it's of paramount importance to remind and to stress the need for a careful biosecurity, cleaning and disinfection procedures in the farm. Secondly, to keep maternal immunity present thanks to a proper vaccination of the breeders because we do need this very, very early protection in the first weeks of, of life. And then by applying transmune in, uh, in broilers or novamune in, in layers to enable the, the, the birds to be protected 
as early as possible according to this uh, disappearance kinetics of the uh, maternity derived antibodies. And to close, how does it impact the broader's health? Do you mean the, the presence of the virus or the, the vaccination? All the process of uh, being infected or not infected and be protected or not protected. All right. So again, keep in mind that gubrovirus is a strongly immunosuppressive virus. So any type of field infection, even though it may be regarded as mild or subclinical, it will uh, damage your performances because this virus is intrinsically capable to damage your, uh, the immune status of your, of your birds. So it means they are, they are going to be more uh, likely to get some uh, secondary uh, opportunistic infections. We can think about E. coli, which in turn will uh, decrease your, your slaughterhouse performances because of uh, increased air circulitis, for instance. So that's why it's critical to succeed in the vaccination process flock after flock, in order to protect your performances and even though uh, after a while to step by step improve your performances thanks to this proper control of this uh, very critical disease. So with that we close this episode. Thank you very much Christophe Thank for you, this Michael. really useful information. Thank Keep you. well. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and don't forget to follow us so you can listen to our next episode.